You are now listening to Enter VR, the podcast where we talk about all things virtual reality, the after hours version, because I am uh, recording past uh, my bedtime. Just kidding. Today's show is going to be very cool because I'm speaking with Tim and Bart from Archivision, a company that has been involved in virtual reality for more than 20 years. They are based out of based out in the Netherlands, um, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, I'm just happy to have you guys on the show. I'm I'm looking forward really very much to uh, discussing the things you guys have been up to. Uh, first of all, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. All right, I'm excited. So, Archivision, what are you guys? So, so essentially, uh, how you guys became known to me was through your the labor of love you put into your roller coaster experiences. Um, yeah. The Helix roller coaster and the Lava Inc. one um, blew me away completely. Uh, especially, I gotta say, in the way it just runs so smoothly. Um, Lava Inc. It has it, uh, there's some wizardry involved in there because it is probably the smoothest tracking I felt with DK2 thus far. So I'm gonna nitpick nitpick at your brains later on and figure out you know what is your secret sauce because you've handled that very very much uh, quite well. But before we get into all of that, uh, I want to talk about your origins. How did you guys come about? How did Archivision come about? Um, Give me that quick spiel. <laughs> okay, so uh, Artificial started about uh, 20 years ago. Uh, we mostly do uh, 3D visualizations of uh, real estate. So that's uh, renders with uh, Maya and, uh, and V-Ray. And, and about a couple of years ago, we started um, we started up a, a virtual um, uh, department, department for interactive media. Yeah. And then we started making virtual uh, content like uh, virtual maquettes, uh, configurators where you can configure uh, configure your, your yet built house. And it all seemed really logical uh, when Oculus uh, showed up uh, with their rift on Kickstarter to yeah get on that VR train or coaster um, because we all uh, always had 3D content and um, yeah it, it seemed seems uh, seemed like the logical way to move forward. Yeah, it's like we've been searching for this VR headset for about 20 years. And we've tried different sets of, of HMDs, and it was always, yeah, just like Palmer always said, looking to a, a stamp from three feet away or four feet away, and it never worked for us. So we've always been thinking, uh, we've, we're creating 3D models to create uh, 2D images. So what we're left with is an image and a 3D model, and the 3D model will get, yeah, archived or thrown away. It's not, not being used, and we've always thought, yeah, we need to... Uh, use it in some sort of way that people can experience the full uh, immersion of that, yeah, that model, that that awesome uh, thing we have in the closet, and that's where we were looking for uh, when we saw virtual reality headset such as the Oculus, uh, well, such as the Rift, and um, yeah, it was a, a, a normal day where I just was scrolling for textures, just searching for textures, and I saw a banner on top of. Uh, website which uh, which yeah just said oculus rift and it was okay it's awesome just click on it just watch the video on kickstarter and then i, uh, I told bart uh, yeah there's a, a nice new uh, hmd vr headset uh, created by palmer lucky uh, in cooperation with uh, well the, the big names just uh, yeah it was really nice uh, when yeah. i saw john carmack and uh, yeah. and all the other great names gate new uh, i was like whoa this is this is going to be huge uh, yeah, we got to try this for ourselves, and we did. So was uh, that the thing that got you into the Rift, by the way? Sorry to interrupt, but I, I was gonna. I was wondering if was that the thing that sold you on the Rift? Was was the was the big names behind it? For for me personally, uh, I, John Carmack, Gabe Newell was a huge reason why I I yeah. was like I need to check this out further. Um. So what about for you guys? Yeah, it was more of a. Uh, yeah, some candy for us to look more into it because mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, it was the summer that we would go to uh, Unite Conference in Amsterdam. Yeah, we can explain, uh, elaborate a bit on that. Uh, we used to make our, our virtual content uh, using an SDK called Quest 3D. I don't know if, if you're uh, familiar with it. It's a it's a Dutch company, and you can make. Yeah, all sorts of interactive uh, media with it. We even won a prize for that. Yes, yeah. uh, but the thing fun. with uh, Quest 3D was it was a bit slow in uh, development, and no, about that time Unity uh, became 
uh, also accessible on Windows. It was yeah. uh, Mac only first, and it was, uh, was making a huge uh, step forward. Um, and about the time the Kickstarter started, uh, there was an event uh, called Unite, where, where uh, Unity you know, showcases their, their new version of Unity. And it was in Amsterdam, so the, it was really close nearby uh, for us to, to go to. And yeah, we we've, saw that. Yeah, we've, we've, heard, we've heard that he would be there and uh, just give a demonstration. We thought, yeah, it would be a private session, so we couldn't really access it or anything. And then uh, the day we went there, uh, Bart just uh, got out to take a smoke and just uh, sorry, I know that guy. Who's that? And it was former Lucky. And we were like, oh, awesome, it's Paul Malecki. And he was like, okay, let's introduce ourselves. And I was like, well, we'll let him go. Let him go. Just, he's, he's having a busy day. And uh, well, uh, in the rest of the day, we were thinking like, oh, stupid. Why didn't we introduce ourselves? Why? Oh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was in the morning of the event. So yeah. it was going to last all day. And, and yeah, I didn't see him, yeah, again, no. through the entire day. Yeah. So we were like, oh, that's, that's a real bummer. So the, then. the story was pretty crazy because uh, we were about to, to go back uh, to to um, yeah uh, to our hometown, yeah, our hometown, which is on the other side of Holland. So that's only a two-hour drive with the train. But yeah, we were really bummed, and we we're like, ah, oh, man, that's not good. And we had one last presentation, one last uh, keynote to uh, to, uh, to attend to. Yeah, to attend. And uh, well, and all, of we, 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 all of a sudden we saw Palmer running on his flip flops uh, into uh, some sort of in his Atari shirt. shirt, yeah. yeah. And we were like, okay, let's follow him, let's run after him. And we like a couple of lunatics just ran after him, just oh, and then we uh, entered the, the, the small cinema, and yeah, it was crazy. He had a seat, and Bart just walked to him, and he was like, hello, I'm Bart, just very uh, into his face, and he was like, oh, oh okay, what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, uh, yeah, we were a bit, oh, well, we've been harassing him, but yeah, he, he didn't but, mind it. Uh, no, he was uh, he was having a big uh, jet lag from uh, from the flight the day before or the day before that, and uh, we were like, uh, "Hi, Palmer, uh, uh, how are you? We've heard you've been creating the Oculus Rift, and uh, how is it doing? And how's your project now?" Well, and he was very very enthusiastic. He was like, "Okay, uh, would you guys want to see it?" Yeah, he said first, um, "I'm just gonna give a speech at uh, yeah. Unite, so I'm not demonstrating the, not the actual Rift. Rift." So we were like, "Ah, oh, that, that's a bummer." Because his uh, speech was uh, the day uh, after that one, and uh, yeah, we we were going home, so yeah, we had no time to to attend it. Yeah, and then he said, "Well, maybe I can figure out something. We're in a, in some apartment, three stories high, nearby this this facility of this uh, uh, event, yeah. and we're showcasing it to uh, various people, and we were like, uh, so oh, we want we want to check it out. So I don't know what he." What he said at first, he said. Well, at first he said, "Could you send an email? I have no internet here. Could you send an email to Nate? We didn't know who Nate was. Mm -hmm. That um, that I'll be coming late. I'll be attending this session here, and I'll be late. I'll be just uh, there in half an hour." We were like, "Okay, uh, we're sending an email to info at Oculus. That back then it was Oculus, not like Oculus VR at Oculus.com, and uh, just uh, yeah, Palmer will be a little bit late and." Uh, yeah, um, we want to see the Oculus Rift for ourselves too. And then we got an email back, okay, we can uh, schedule a meeting uh, around 10 o'clock tomorrow in the morning. And we're like, oh, damn, we're, going we're not going to make that oh. because they're leaving right now. Yeah, so, so we're, we said <laughs> that and he was like, okay, let me see, let me check. And he was like, yeah, I can't do anything else because yeah, we're, we're, we're planned, we're full. We're just, uh, all companies are coming by and getting private sessions and we're full. So back then it was still the uh, duct tape version of the, the the prototype of the Oculus Rift. So yeah, that's the only thing you could could show. And uh, we went yeah to the train. Yeah, we were like it yeah. went pretty strange after that one. Uh, we went back I to the train. Went. We got into the wrong train. Yeah, so that was sometimes happens. So we were, yeah. we were like, oh shit, this is not a good train. And what well, we we went back. We had to wait for an half or an hour because we we missed our original train. Yeah. And we called with our employer and uh, we said, well, uh, we missed this, uh, this thing with Palmer because uh, he could only demonstrate us uh, next Tomorrow. morning. Yeah. And he was like, okay, let's, let, me, okay let's, uh, let me book you guys a hotel. You're going to see that thing and uh, it yeah. is great. We need it anyway. So we so, were like, oh, okay, that, that's awesome. great. That's, that's great. And then it started. Yeah. And then the, the, the train started. It's just, 
it went weird after that. Yeah, because we didn't expect to stay that long in Amsterdam, so we didn't have uh, charges for our phones, so uh, they were running out of juice. And yeah, trying and to... the last communication we had with Nate was telling them we wouldn't, yeah we wouldn't be showing up anyway. So, so yeah, we we had an yeah an appointment that was not really an appointment that we just blew off and yeah we just uh, went into Amsterdam and just yeah we didn't uh, think of that at the time much but no we yeah. went to the hotel and then it hit us and we were like oh shit uh we don't have an appointment we're in this hotel uh we don't know where to meet them yeah uh our phones are having less than five percentage of uh, batteries yeah. and we we're like okay what we need to do is wake up really early go to the events and just stalk them yeah hopefully just we'll stalk them, them and it'll happen <laughs> It was and that's awkward. exactly what happened. We went there. Yeah, it, it, it happened. We just in the morning we gen we went we to uh, for about two hours on a, on a bench on the entrance. <laughs> the entrance is just waiting for them, and then all of a sudden I saw them walking across the street. There was a canal, and it was uh, across the canal was was another street, and they were walking there in the in the distance. And I was like, Bart, there there they are. Let's let's get to them. And Bart never ran that fast. It no. was it was <laughs> hilarious to see you just uh, running at them. And yeah. Palmer was oh, there's a guy again that just harassed me yesterday. He's stopping them again. in the middle of a crossroad on a busy road. Oh, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, but they were on their way to the, the the small attic where they get their private demo sessions. And they said, well, uh, you guys should come along. Uh, we'll be ready in about an hour, and we'll see you there. Just uh, 9.30 or 10.30 it was in the morning, Yeah, and uh, we'll see you there. Now, let me ask you, what was your first impression when you first tried out on the Rift? What was your uh, your instant thought? Well, I, I just I just backed them on Kickstarter, so I, I just backed them blind because of all the, the great names behind it. I didn't even back them, so I was like, so, I want to see it first before... Yeah, doing something like this. So I knew it, it had to be great, and uh, it was. I was a bit, yeah, uh, well, emotion, that's... motion sickness uh, I got the first time, uh, which which I thought, oh, no, I, I, won't, uh, I don't want to have this uh, feeling yeah. if, if I buy the product. But yeah, it, it was, it was just great. a small attic in which we were with Nathan Palmer, and they just explained it to us. This is the prototype. This is the ductive prototype. It's the the same one as Carmack had on his face. We were like, oh, awesome. And touching his sweat. Yeah. And they had the demo of Doom, Doom Three, and uh, it, it was pretty uh, it, yeah. it was pretty broken at, at some stages, but uh, the effect. Was it really was broken great. at the cinematic points. So you you just had the rift on, and it was awesome. It was like monsters coming at you. You were like, oh, I couldn't look away. It's just yeah, panicking with the rift on, and Bart was just talking with Palmer and Nate all the all of the time, and I was just getting sweaty and sweaty and sweaty, and all of a sudden they saw me just sweating with the thing on, and they were like, "Oh, sh sorry, sorry," and let's take it off. And but it was awesome. I I can remember the first thing I uh, that really got to me was the uh, set of stairs just going up at, at, a, at a small corridor, and uh, I was so amazed by by the the, the amount of, of space you could really. Yeah, you could almost reach into it. It's just like, well, you you probably have tried the Oculus Rift right now, but yeah, back then it was August two thousand and twelve. Yeah, it was mind blowing. It and was uh, mind blowing. It was really, it was that good. And I knew um, it was about, I guess about twenty years ago or fifteen years ago um, when I tried some stupid HMD in in some computer store running Doom one or two. Yeah. And the thing that. I was now experiencing Doom 3 with a real 3D, uh, yeah, HMD. I was like, whoa, it was mind-boggling how good yeah. it was. And that, combine that with the passion that they uh, just projected into us, just the enthusiasm of creating such an awesome device. It's just, yeah, it was mind-blowing. It was really, we, we went out of the attic, we just went down to the street and we were like, yeah, just some sort of, yeah, high or, or I can't really <laughs> explain it. It was, it was awesome. The rest of the day we were like, just spinning our heads around and just thinking, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, and a this couple of phone calls start. were made, and I guess within the hour after the demonstration, uh, everyone backed uh, yeah. the project. Here yeah, the, the whole company just backed it, and we were one of the the, the first. Well, Bart was one of the first because uh, he backed it earlier, and uh, yeah, it was just waiting from them, just uh, waiting uh, for one year, hoping that it would come out, and then it got extended and extended. Yeah, and I, I honestly can remember a time where it was this, this much anticipating for a gadget to come out. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. we're talking about it for months in the office. Oh, when when yeah, the UPS truck arrives, and, and suddenly you see this UPS truck rolling by, everybody standing up from the chairs, breaking oh. their necks, and watching every UPS truck coming by. False alarm. It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The um, day I got my my rift, I had to. Uh, I waited outside for the UPS man. I I actually the I spent like three four hours outside of my house because I was I was just like I'm not gonna miss this man. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it takes so you guys are true believers and i i find that very exciting that i mean that's very contagious too like i can hear the excitement in your voices and that's really cool like uh yeah, you've been excited. in there from the very very beginning that's very cool um and to think that you guys were putting on trying out uh, the rift and you're probably one of the like the few people in like northern europe at that time or like in just you know that part of the world that were getting a preview of this thing so you know going forward what made you sort of uh you know what what made you guys make you know helix and how did that come about and how did lava ink come about for example yeah well uh we have to start at our first roller coaster i think yeah uh we had a model laying around from a roller coaster in a town just yeah a few miles away from here and uh, that's a r- really simple roller coaster and it's a yellow roller coaster and we we're like okay it has an animation it's been created by an intern earlier that uh yeah, yeah back in 2007 uh, yeah. the intern created the coaster because he used to work at that uh uh yeah, yeah amusement park amusement park yeah and then animation the, the model it, it was still in tech and it was laying around for about yeah five six years yeah yeah and uh, yeah, Tim just put it in, in inside I Unity. Thought I, I just threw it into Unity. I saw the Rift coaster and I was like, this should be easy. We could do this. And the model was ready. The animation was ready. A bit, yeah, a bit laggy, a bit juddery. But yeah, let's try it. And we put the Oculus SDK in it and it just worked. It was just, uh, it then became the Tornado roller coaster. I don't know if you have heard of that. But uh, that one got downloaded over 20,000 times. We were like, wow, yeah, a couple of months that's, and, uh, that's one time for every Oculus Rift that kid one sold that day. So everyone tried our roller coaster at least once. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, we're going to do this, but now we're going to start creating roller coasters from scratch, not from an existing model, and just try generating roller coasters from splines. And that's where uh, Wood Coaster was born. And we were like, okay, this is just an experiment. It was not perfect. It was settled in an environment we didn't create, and but it worked. It was uh, it was smooth, and it just did what we wanted it to do. Yeah. And then I had some spare time left uh, in, during a holiday, and was, was like, okay, we're gonna create something new. And I created Cobra roller coaster in just two days. I was like, okay, just create this, and let me see if I can make a suspended roller coaster. And well, that hobby projects, because yeah, it's nothing more than that. Uh, just yeah, got picked up by the community really good, and it was downloaded over eighty thousand times. And we were like, we're gonna do this. We're gonna make this something uh, we can uh, create for everyone to enjoy. That yeah, just uh, fills our needs and fills our expectations of what a roller coaster in VR should be. And then we got uh, contacted by... Uh, yeah, then it happened. We, uh, Lisebeck, uh, the amusement park um, from, from Sweden, reached out to us and they said, well, you guys have, uh, have VR coasters. Um, yeah. We're about to open, uh, open our, our new ride, Helix. Are you guys interested uh, in making a virtual model of it? Yeah. Uh, we were like, yeah. Yeah, awesome. What, what, what do you have? And they were like, yeah, okay. So the new building process of building a roller coaster is by creating it from a 3D model. So we have a 3D model. Could you use that? And they sent it over and we just investigated it for a couple of days, a week. And we were like, yeah, we can use this. We can do this. And then we just uh, got into it and Releaseberg was really... Uh, coming forward to us and we're like okay awesome we're gonna help you here's promotional uh, material here's what we want what we want and we got a bit of freedom in it so we created that uh, small cinema in front of it that on the oculus dk1 still works but on the dk2 doesn't work anymore that's broken yeah because the sdk is just not not there yet and uh we created helix and that was the day that we yeah just did our first real international project and we were like, okay, this is going to be it for us, and we're going to try to uh, make this our main uh, goal. And we went to Sweden to... Uh, yeah, we asked if we could help, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it was our first international project, and we thought it would be great if we could be there and just 
yeah to see how it goes and yeah so we uh, went there uh, well the day before we went to Amsterdam for a presentation there at a, a hackathon and it's, it's a small group of developers coming together to create some awesome apps and uh, we demonstrated Helix for the first time and they were really enthusiastic and we were like okay awesome this is what we're going to do and the next day around uh, noon we should be in Sweden so we traveled with by car just driving 14 hours to Sweden and don't we, stop yeah that was a bit crazy yeah it was a bit crazy well, we, we are a bit crazy so yeah we should have got some more sleep but <laughs> uh, we, we made it and uh, it was awesome and they were really uh, uh, generous to us to uh, let try try the helix for the first time we got VIP passes and just uh, yeah we entered the, the ride and it was it was crazy the, the ride itself is just it's nothing compared to the oculus rift ride but then again it is but because it's a one-on-one -on -one replica but Wow, the, the ride itself is just yeah. Immense. The G forces are, are massive, and uh, I thought, well, they're going to be G forces, but yeah, yeah it's not going to be that big of a difference. But, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was. So um, yeah, actually, we, were, we we tried the our ride on the actual ride itself. Yeah, you can find some so videos. We have uh, footage of that. We're in Oculus Rifts, and uh, we got a laptop in the back. Yeah, just uh, I'll find the one. footage and put it in the show notes so that people can see yeah, what yeah, that looks like. That sounds really cool. I yeah, um, I need to point something out about Helix and uh, it was the fact that you guys there was something really cool that you guys pointed that you guys created was this transition, yeah. where you go from seeing the uh, the roller coaster from like a theater sort of perspective to yeah. you transition into being on the roller coaster. Um, that I find very cool. I find yeah. that it, it merged seamlessly and it took you. Uh, behind the fourth wall, uh, so to speak, what was yeah. why? Uh, how did you come up to the to that design decision? What was the you know your idea behind that? In well, uh, as you could see, as, as some of you might ex have experienced in the ride, there was a commercial in front of it where uh, a girl and a and a guy just sat, sat around gaming and just got sucked into the screen onto the roller coaster. So that was the main uh, thing that drive us to drove us to doing this and we were like okay we can try to do that but we don't know if it really uh, fits the experience if it really would work so we tried a couple of yeah setups to uh, to uh, yeah get to this experience yeah as it is right now and the the, the nice thing of the oculus uh, rift dk1 sdk was that you could have multiple uh, uh, Oculus Rift controllers in one scene, so you could blend them seamlessly with creating some sort of layer, just putting one there and one there, and have them synchronized and just yeah, getting the first layer away and then breaking through. So that was awesome. It was a bit of a technical experiment, and it, it went really well. Yeah. Also, uh, all the other coasters, including ours, just started boom in the middle of the scene, press space, and they start and. Yeah. We, we just wanted to make a, an experience that would just be controllable with your head, so no buttons. So uh, the whole interface team created was uh, based on uh, where to look at with these small uh, bars filling up uh, if you look longer at them. And so the idea of just starting in, in a small cinema watching an ad, um, people didn't know what to expect. Uh, yeah. we, we showed it at a lot of trade fairs and, and people were just looking at this animation and they thought, well, this is the VR coaster that people are talking about, it's pretty lame, it's just a video, and then all of a sudden uh, you could just feel them strap on their seats and we're like, whoa, yeah. what's happening? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, we've demonstrated uh, quite a few uh, uh, trade fairs. Uh, we've got a few thousand people uh, yeah, from all over the world where we were at, at yeah. present. At. Yeah, and uh, they all just reacted really, really cool. It's just, Even uh, a few uh, people came seeing uh, watching it just came there in their wheelchairs and they never experienced uh, any form of roller coaster uh, and they were like yeah i can't fit in a roller coaster because i can't walk and it will be uh, dangerous to, for me to try it and can i try it can i try the helix i i've heard about it and i want to experience a roller coaster and we're like yeah awesome sure here take it on and you could see their smiles on their face when breaking through the screen it's just okay so this is what it feels like well, to get the closest to experiencing a real roller coaster, and yeah, that was an awesome uh, thing to do because people, yeah, just took it off and they were like, "Can I try it one more time, please, one more time?" 
and was like, sure, sure. And they went crying and just, yeah, from that <laughs> point on, it just got emotional. But it was really uh, just been an emotional ride. Yeah. Wow, yeah, what a what a powerful experience. That sounds so yeah. uh, so in, so intense. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's really nice to see in Leesburg. Uh, we actually got a, quite a, a queue uh, at our VR demonstration while it's, uh, it was located next to the entrance of the actual ride. So people yeah. were really enthusiastic uh, and just, yeah, if they're going to be there and see the VR experience and yeah. then expect uh, yeah, the real ride. And that was something people really uh, cared about. They said, well, I tried the VR experience and I tried the real roller coaster and I even recognized pieces of it into in the real roller coaster because you're well it's a one-on-one -on -one replica and they were like oh, oh yeah i recognize the, the waterfall oh yeah i recognize the booster i recognize it. it was yeah it was awesome to uh see people recognizing stuff you've created yeah you've never been there actually you've just uh seen some drawings of it and just some some photos and photos and yeah, people just great. yeah recognizing some landmarks there it was awesome to do it's great to uh here. Yeah, and uh, from there on, we, we created a lot of VR coaster content for, for uh, yeah, companies to I just think, showcase on. I think around now we've almost created like 20 roller coasters. Wow. And just a few of them are uh, online because, yeah, they're uh, uh, really specific projects for one specific customer. So before so, I talk more about the other roller coasters, I, I, I want to, before I ask you about the other roller coasters and your business model and all that good stuff, I want to hit really quickly on Lava Inc. And I have a specific question that just can't seem to leave my mind. How were you able to get it so smooth, man? How was it so okay. seamless? Uh, let me see. Well, we have a lot of experience creating virtual worlds. Uh, we know what to uh, do and what not to do. Um, I think I started creating Lava Inc. around January this year. And back then I had no DK2, I just had in mind that, yeah, the DK2 has precisional tracking, I should do something with that. And I just created uh, some sort of room, a room where you could drive through with a cart. And the magic behind it is just uh, creating it so low poly, low, no resources used. Uh, just it has, I think, around six textures. Just uh, helps a lot. That helps a lot, and it, is, it has different rooms. So the rooms are uh, the chambers where you travel through are uh, cold uh, occlusion cold. So they uh, disappear as soon as you enter another room. So there's a lot of calculation that just drops away, that just falls away. So it, yeah, this runs smoothly by uh, some smart technique. Technique. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, just. Yeah, that's the problem we have in, in our other projects. We will also uh, do a lot of real estate projects uh, with the Octus Rift. And yeah, you don't see them because they're all part for private, private, private things for, for the customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what we get there is we, we get a lot of uh, models. Um, it's called the, the, the BIM modeling. Uh, you get these huge complex models of a, of a house with all the details, all the pipe lining and yeah, all the other stuff. Just, and it's, it's really hard to make a good VR. It's really high quality. It's like millions, millions of polygons. Yeah, for just mm. a simple two-story home. Yeah, and that's where we just trained on getting these models as lightweight as possible. Because, well, you have to experience VR just by getting 60 frames per second or 75 frames per second for the DK2. Just it, it's so important that you reach that uh, that that frame count, and that's where we just trained on getting stuff as low poly possible and uh, that's what I use at Lava Inc. I just created rooms that were just uh, square rooms, just, just cubes with uh, a small holes in it and just smart techniques that, that, that cover up things and that you go through the room and while going into the room just the other room where you just went into it just disappears. Maybe you, yeah, you can see it if you see my YouTube video on uh, where I just film the Lava Inc. experience with one camera. There is a small glitch um, where you enter the room with a small wiggle. Uh, there you can see the boxes just disappear and appear again. So that's one of the forms of techniques we use to uh, get these frame rate as high as possible. Wow. Uh, that So are you using, so I take it you're using Unity. You use Unity to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. And uh, how was the uh, how was it making it work with the DK two? Was it difficult getting the positional tracking and stuff? Yeah, I remember when we got DK two. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a whole different story. We, it was holidays, so everybody was out of office except yeah. me and Tim, and we got these uh, DK twos. We we ordered quite a bunch, and uh, we were like. Uh, well, we're going to do this. Uh, if it's just like DK1, and it's plug and play and uh, put the SDK in it, make a build with Unity, and uh, it should work out. But that wasn't the case. Uh, yeah, it was the case with DK1. You just had to plug it in, the drivers would install automatically, and you just drop in the SDK into Unity. It's just one game object that you threw in, and it worked. That's why the roller coaster just went uh, creating so, so fast. It's just it's unimaginable easy. But then DK2 came. And you had to install, well, you had to read the manual. Yeah, that you was had to read actually. Uh, yeah, the so documentation. That was new for we us. We didn't do that at first, though. No, we were like, okay, we know this. <laughs> Let's stuff. plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> but that didn't work. You had to install, uh, uh, yeah, the, the utility configuration. Well, the thing is, we um, before DK2 arrived, we went to uh, eTech, which is a sort of um, yeah, that's a nice story. trade fair show in Germany for uh, military. Yeah, yeah. military uh, trade fair for, for all kinds of virtual stuff for the military and Oculus was there and it was really fun yeah. to see because uh, it wasn't really their market so we, we came there and we were expecting huge lines because at the Q time there were all kinds of queues that Oculus yeah, VR had the queue over through two three hours or something like yeah. that yeah and we just came to the booth of Oculus and yeah. um, uh, we planned a whole day for it yeah and it was like 10 minutes or something just one person sitting in, in it and just uh, you guys want to try it yeah, yeah sure. Joe was there from Oculus, and it was just yeah Joe Chan. He's yeah, I was just typing some emails, and there was no one there. So I was like, "Oh, do you have to make an appointment? Is it is it is that the is reason it, that's special?" So quiet? Or something? <laughs> but uh, no, there was nobody there, and and, and all the the, the 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 military people there walking around in their uniforms and stuff. They didn't really know Oculus VR that well, I guess. So yeah, we came there, and, and in like five minutes with this demonstration. And Joe was really nice because uh, he recognized our, our process and yeah. uh, we said, well, it just came from Sweden. We have it uh, here on a, on a USB stick. Can we try it out? Because it had the, the latest SDK uh, build on it, which should work at the time with the we, DKG yeah, uh, we were they like, were showcasing. And then we built it with uh, the SDK 0.3.2 or 0.1, I don't know. And that one uh, had positional tracking in it. And we noticed that because uh, we've tried it with the DK1 and suddenly we got a message uh, out of camera bounce. And we're like, hey, okay, out of camera bounce, there's no camera to DK1 attached. So we were like, okay, so this is probably some sort of uh, uh, SDK that just has a transition over to DK2. And we were like, okay, we're going to try and ask Joe if he wants to start up Helix. Just uh, try it. See and what happens. He said, well, at first he was like mm, a bit skeptical. Just, okay, okay, I don't know if it's too busy. And we're like, yeah, too busy. There are like two guys sitting in the chair and that's it. <laughs> we're going to be here all day, Joe. Yeah, we, we have time. Okay, he was like, okay, let me do this. It was really nice. And then uh, he just said, uh, yeah. A couple of seconds later, we were like uh, in a chair and trying Helix. He just started it up and it worked. It just yeah, it didn't work like a charm because mm. um, obviously the SDK was pretty broken and we just drag and dropped it, so we haven't tested it on yeah, DK2. Yeah, but we, we could really experience Helix yeah. in DK2 as we thought we would uh, even better. So it's it's yeah, it was an awesome experience. It's the first time you you've tried your roller coaster on the DK2. Well, yeah, that was even before Superhot got their uh, first chance to try it on uh, DK2 at Gamescom, I guess, or yeah. what was that? I know where that was, was in some of And, uh, yeah, the whole experience then uh, with DK2, it was really, yeah, annoying to get back at the office. Yeah. To still use DK1 for wow. a couple of months. Oh, I hate using DK1. So okay. it's so easy to adjust it when when they up the frame rate and the and the resolution and you don't want to go back. Yeah, and I can say that uh, with DK one, if you try Helix, um, you just get the feeling that you're experiencing the roller coaster. But yeah, actually, you just get really sick from it. It's just the motion blur and everything just makes you really yeah nauseous. It just makes you sick, and that's what something I don't experience with DK two. It's uh, yeah, Helix is a bit of a calm experience when you use DK2, and that's something, uh, yeah, I don't know if, if it's... Not for everyone, I guess, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's more easy, easy to the mind, but 
yeah, there's no motion blur. Yeah. There's no so the effect of DK two in Helix is is less than DK one, and I don't know if that's a positive thing or a negative thing. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make you sick. I gotta say, we've uh, I, at least I can speak for myself. I, I've become very spoiled in terms of yeah. having these really cool hardware options now. Um, and and <laughs> just to think that three years ago I had no VR at all, and now I'm complaining yeah. about DK One. Like now, man, um, it's we're we're coming along, and it's super exciting. And yeah. I want to ask you later on about Samsung Gear. But before that, yeah. I, you know, I have a, an immediate question about your business model and what this means, um, you know, the, the idea that VR will become mainstream. How yeah. would that change your current business model? Will you have to adapt somehow? Do you see yourself having to adapt to a new form of uh, circumstance now that your clients yeah. will have HMDs with them? It's even worse than that. Yeah, we're just transitioning into a new company. We're just uh, we're we're here from beginning of January, I think. Yeah. We're starting up a new name as a specialist in VR. So uh, right now it's Artivision, and Artivision is a company that creates uh, beautiful images. And it's not some a company that creates VR content. It also does the VR, uh, but it's not yeah known for that. So we have 20 years of history of creating awesome images. Yeah, but mostly architectural. So we want to start up a company that just uh, focuses on VR and just brings you the most awesome experiences you've ever wanted. Yeah, and but, but everything from so, posters, yeah. to experiences. Yeah. So, but that's that's in January next year. That's uh, something that will be started up at Oculus uh, Connect. So we're traveling to Oculus Connect next week. And uh, we'll be starting our campaign over there. So you'll not not see RG Vision over there, but you'll see the yeah. new brand. The new brand. And uh, it's, it's really awesome. It's it's something that uh, we've been uh, working on for quite a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's big. It's huge. It's even that huge that you should see our names everywhere in America in the co next couple of years. We hope. We, we have some. We really hope we have some awesome partnerships to, uh, going. But um, yeah, that's that's another story. Yeah. Um, our business model, just getting through back back at that. Um, yeah, this this whole VR thing, it, it just changes everything. We we used to make just uh, yeah architectural or visualizations for PC. Yeah. And with Unity, we could make things for Mac, and then well, we've got iPad and some other. Uh, yeah, we we, we focused quite a long time on iPads and creating mobile content. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's that's. But now with VR, it's and it's it's also with the, the Samsung Gear VR coming up. Yeah, it's it's all about VR now. Here yeah, at the company, we don't want to do things Every, just for tablets or PC without yeah VR because it's it's not just that interesting enough. Every request for a project <laughs> a project is VR. We'll make it VR. It's yeah, VR. Yeah, we're trying to make VR. I love but, man. I love your excitement and enthusiasm. You know, I but I I want to play the devil's advocate real quick because I just as much as you believe in this thing and I think it's inevitable. Yeah. But someone yeah. might say, um, you know, the the counterpoint would be, but isn't this uh too risky, too big of a gamble, uh, to go all out for yeah, to I, behind I'm the technology that, that is that. unproven? I mean, I again, I'm playing the devil's advocate because I want to make sure that we are having some fruitful. Uh, discussion here because I I, I want to circle jerk all day long with you guys, but I want to make sure that we like <laughs> like challenge ourselves yeah, I got, here. I got a small story which uh, I tell people when they ask me these kinds of things. Well, you really believe in this kind of stuff, but I'm not sure. Yeah, and I'm like, well, it's like the internet. When I was on the internet, it was really for enthusiasts only. Uh, you would see the same. Uh, Animated gifs, uh, gifs uh, with new uh, banner and, and that kind of stuff, and these bars with under construction all over the internet. There, there wasn't Amazon. There wasn't all these these Craigslist and all these Even other things. YouTube, yeah, it was just yeah. Netscape, and you got web crawler or something like that to, to yeah. crawl the few sites that Which were there. was really the start of the internet yeah. as we know it right now. But before that, yeah. But back then, if you asked some uh, someone, yeah, well, this is the internet. It's really fun, and I was always yeah. on the internet. And, my parents were complaining at the time um, we, because of all the huge bills we got. Everybody was like, "Well, the internet, nah, nah, you're just, just getting a gimmick, or it's, it's not gonna work." Yeah. No, look, look today. Where are we now? Yeah. Well, everybody's got Facebook on their phones, and they're they're sharing everything, tons of stuff through the internet, and it's just 
Bam, it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's, and, it's and then, more lives are playing yeah. around it. And then I'm like, well, the thing with VR is it's it's about the same now, but it's got like millions, billions of Facebook dollars behind it. You got the, the, the best people from the industry, which are not only good, but really enthusiastic. Yeah. I mean, they got the, the lead engineer from Google Glass. They got John Carmack. They got all these... All these people from, from uh, Michael Abrams, from Valve, everybody is there. Everybody's yeah. on that same train. And besides that, you, you got Sony, who's, who's trying to do something with Morpheus. Well, well, and you've got Samsung, right Samsung now, just yeah. confirming that it is going to be mainstream. Oh, oh let me see. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. The, the feedback was gone. Yeah, no. Um, um, but, uh, yeah. That's one reason for me to believe it's going to happen. And if people say, "Well, I'm, I'm still not sure," I'm, I'm like, "Well, look at the, look at the other industries. Uh, look at the airplane industry. They're, they've been using VR for trading simulations for over a few decades now, and it's only because it's it costs millions that it, it doesn't go goes anywhere else yet. Hmm. But now with the Oculus uh, Rift, every industry just wants yeah. it. Every industry just craves for the Oculus Rift. It's, so it's the, the, the it's the, going to happen. It, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's it is. Yeah. So the follow-up question though to that again that counter argument and again just to keep on that sort of same track. Um, <clears throat> now that all these things have happened, now that Oculus and Facebook are and Samsung are partner, now that you got Morpheus coming along, you have Google Cardboard for example, and just a whole host of other uh, different options that are sprouting up. You know what needs to happen. What are the the necessary things that need to happen for VR to become mainstream? Then, what is it? You know, is the input ready? Is the hardware ready? Is the software ecosystem ready? What do you guys think needs to happen um, for it all to become you know ready made for the consumer? Well, you have all, you have all these different aspects that make one awesome product so just as you said you've got the input you've got the software uh it's it's got a long way to go because uh well as you see right now dk2 just released a, few, a month two months ago for the uh, developer public and it's not uh, the, the device itself is there but the software isn't no. just yet the software is uh, buggy it's not it's not um as I think where the priority of Oculus is right now, because they want to create something awesome. Uh, they want to create awesome hardware. They want to have a nice developer experience, but their main focus is on hardware right now. And I think that uh, their partnership with Samsung and their uh, releasing the release of Samsung Gear VR just is the first step of uh, making VR mainstream. Because, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's something everybody can... Uh, relate to it's, it's yeah and i think it's baby steps if you if you look at yeah. gear vr it's it's probably more going to be used for simple 3d content you don't want to push it it's just and maybe some vr experiences uh, with yeah. movies uh, to get immersed yeah we've tried it last week at, in berlin yeah but, hmm. but still uh, the question i had with the the, the oculus uh, rift what uh, as a consumer i would like to see is it has to be there um, the first time it's got to be perfect yeah yeah so I, I think it's going to be somewhere in 2016 rather than 15. And they, really, they really need to, to hit it. Yeah. And the thing is, it needs AAA content. They have to release it with a whole bunch of uh, supportive games from the industry, which look gorgeous on this Ultra HD or whatever version it's going to be. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you want to have your, your no, not exactly necessarily Call of Duty, but that kind of game, yeah, Battlefield or Call of Duty, people are going to love it. Yeah. And all sorts of games. I mean, racing simulation games, uh, I would love to play that. There are a few games out there that would just support it right now. But uh, imagine to have a whole variety of games at the start of when you buy this package. I mean, I, I would buy every game out there which supports it. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one part, one aspect of it. It's uh, the software, the games. They should be ready because well, what's a what's a HMD without content? So uh, the first step is indeed the developers. They have a quite a lot of uh, awesome developers right now sitting on awesome projects, and it's, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, then again, Samsung Gear VR is the first step towards uh, a consumer version. In my in my eyes, that's just the first step. 
and uh, we've tried it last week in Berlin and it was awesome it just had a higher resolution but then again they had to cut up some uh, awesome aspects like uh, uh, say low persistence and Position just positional tracking. tracking so you had that motion blur just like DK1 but it was uh, yeah it was less um, yeah, they didn't have more persistence. No, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, where where is we are right now? You look at the internet; it's not perfect yet. The internet is just uh, some a couple of browsers. They all have their own implementation. They all have their. It's not perfect yet, and yet again, it has a few years of development already put into it. And gear over the 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 Oculus VR just have to has to be perfect. Yeah. The rift has to be perfect when it has to, yeah, when it got released. And I don't think we have to push it. We just uh, have to wait and just try and make it an awesome experience. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when we demonstrated the Oculus Rift, uh, it was DK1 at the time, it was so, yeah, astonishing to, to put it on, 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 wow, we had some older ladies in their 70s and they just went, oh, I don't want to do this. And I said, well, you're going to do it anyways. Yeah. And they put it on and they were screaming, but yeah, because of joy and excitement, and then they, they convinced their friends to, to go on the actual coaster. And it was really good to see that a piece of technology could even get older ladies involved in it. I mean, yeah. if you show them the, the latest smartphone, nobody cares, but the, PR is, is it's really astonishing what it, what it does yeah. to people. The most viewed YouTube video of the Oculus Rift, I think, is the grandma trying the Oculus Rift. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. great to see that. I don't see any other device right now creating that kinds of emotions. No, with yeah. even older people who are, yeah, don't really care about technology that yeah. much. But then again, it's only after they have experienced the Oculus Rift itself, because we always say seeing is believing. Yeah. Uh, you have to try it before you get a real uh, sense of what VR is. And I think that's uh, also something they have to overcome at Oculus. Uh, the, the first experience has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. A roller coaster experience could cause some form of motion sickness. It's not really something they, they want for their first experience because the first experience has to be perfect. Has to be uh, you don't have to be sick about it. It's just yeah, it has to be that experience that makes you believe in VR. And I think that uh, roller coasters are an awesome experience for experienced uh, VR travelers or VR, VR users. Yeah, users. But yeah, it's not it's not something you should show people for the first time to be honest yeah i i feel like uh there's i i have a a uh, older uh lady story as well i i was at a i was demoing the rift at a room and yeah. everybody was trying and everybody in the room was like oh my god this is awesome it's this is great and uh this this older lady was there and she was like ah you know, for like the first half hour, she was just like, yeah, I'm not interested. I don't think this sets. I, I think it's, it looks kind of like a mind control. I don't know. It, it, she just found it very un unappealing. But yeah, yeah. as the room was like really like getting into it more and more, then, you know, later on she approached me and she was like, you know what? You mind if I try that? I, she was like, yeah. I don't want to be on the wrong side of history. And that yeah. like that, that, that <laughs> sentence right there, I was like on the wrong side of history. Like this, that is an intense you know, it's, yeah, it, nice. it, yeah. like what a more truthful way of saying it. Um, but you know, going back to you know Oculus, and you know, this podcast will be published uh, before Oculus Connect. You know, what do you guys think? Uh, well, you know, do you have any expectations going into Oculus Connect? Uh, what wow. would you like to hear come out of Oculus Connect? Well, the uh, things I would like to hear probably won't happen. I mean, yeah. I, I would like them to announce the, the, the definitive uh, definitive specs for, for the consumer version and maybe even showcase a few prototype cases, how it will look like. I, I doubt they will show anything like that. But maybe awesome. what really uh, would be great is uh, that they uh, wouldn't say anything about the consumer version, but maybe they show um, AAA developers who are into developing and maybe announce those games i mean that yeah, would be really cool to announce those kind of things at the yeah. developer conference it's at the birthday conference. of paul Malucky himself so yeah. i think mean, that, that should be really good something's coming uh, something's going on there's something's going on that they are going to it better be a show uh, but <laughs> yeah what it is i don't know um they just announced gear vr well it's not their product but they worked on it and yeah it's just 
it's it's a big announcement, but I don't think. I mean, the fact that Samsung is publicly demoing Gear VR on a consumer electronic uh, show, yeah, indicates to me that Oculus needs to show something new as well, or yeah, yeah at least pre yeah, present something. It's the or, first Oculus yeah. Connect. So if you want to make it something. awesome, you just want to show awesome things. It's all in the same time frame as the, the EFA uh, uh, show, so. I really think they have Some something up their sleeves but... to show them, yeah. us, but I don't think it's a consumer version. I would love that to be to, to know what it will be like and then something like that. But yeah, I, I hope it's software developers and AAA content and that they can show a whole variety of stuff going on. Yeah, and then again, you see, if you watch the schedule of Arctis Connect, you see a lot of to be to be announced uh, parts. So. Something's coming up. Yeah, the, the rumor there's the rumor mill, and I'm not one to um, listen to rumors very much, but it's been uh, one that's been ringing around for a while. Is the one that they're uh, they might show off their input device the prototypes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so let let me ask you really quick because this is uh, you know I want to make sure I get as many questions in as possible. What is your plans for the future how are you guys you know because essentially you guys are more or less uh pivoting your business on these hardware makers like samsung and oculus and, and possibly yeah. morpheus you know but what are your plans for the future how do you plan on uh you know staying nimble staying flexible and eventually making money with uh, vr yeah, well, the, the, the hardest thing in our business right now is making the choices. You got a lot of choices for the VR uh, scene. You have, do you want to go for Samsung Gear VR? Do you want to make something for a mobile platform? Or do you want to stay focused on Oculus Rift? Yeah, um, it's, it's difficult for us. As we said, we will be announcing a new uh, name in January where we are going to focus mainly just on uh, creating awesome VR content. And... Um, yeah, we're trying to set up a lot of partnerships. That's something that is really important right now in the business is to create partners with uh, people who are, who are willing to invest in VR. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where, where that's we're at right now. We're working with a few uh, companies and uh, we might elaborate on that after uh, after Connect. I next. Guess. Yeah. But there are some uh, some some partners here in, in uh, not only in Europe but also in, uh, in the States. Uh, yeah, who really will want to invest into yeah. VR. And they really all come to us just saying, yeah, I don't know how they do it. You just scroll Google Maps and just zoom into Holland and just get to our small town where we are located and just say, well, these guys, they're going to create something awesome. And um, they come to us and just say what do you have for us to make our products awesome in VR? And it could be any product. It could be uh, just a consumer product, or it could be their whole business model that they want to project into VR. And yeah, there are a lot of investors and a lot of partners for us, potential partners that uh, want to do that. And that's something where we are looking right now after Oculus Connect, we'll be traveling uh, through USA to uh, speak with these partners. Well, yet to be partners, and um, yeah, just yeah, we got some great ideas uh, of yeah. our sleeves. And uh, but if you if you if you've been talking about flexibility, well, I believe if if VR pushes on, which I believe in, um, it's not just going to be Oculus VR. It's going to be a whole bunch of companies. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think they all have the the, the same way, same approach uh, to to the developers. I think they're going to make great goggles, and I think they they will make SDKs work with them. Yeah. So it, yeah, that that's really important. The, yeah. the SDK should be flawless. It should be. You want to focus on the hardware, and the software should. Yeah. The connection to your to the content should be awesome. So I think all upcoming goggles, they all they will all support the major SDKs like yeah. Unity, like Unreal, and probably a bunch of other uh, engines. Mm. Yeah, and that's what we think about it. That's think, yeah. that sounds very sensible. Um, can I get a quick, you know, are you guys able to give me a quick preview of what sorts of projects we should expect from you guys in the future? Anything that you are allowed to share that we can uh, look forward to? Um, let me think. Do we have do we have something that we can talk about uh, uh, without giving it away? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a nice question. But um, well, it's just 
if, if we're gonna do the stuff, we're we're thinking we're about gonna do the stuff. It will uh it will be put on our list share, so okay. yeah. everybody will experience it. Yeah, we, we always give ideas. our give our experiences after they've been used for their purpose, where they're created for. We always give them out for free on the Oculus Share. So uh, expect content from us in in a, in a large amount. That yeah, in a couple of months, I guess. In a couple of months, yeah, and yeah. maybe even sooner. I know. Yeah, and we, we've got several NDAs floating above our heads. So <laughs> <laughs> we can't really that much more. <laughs> All right, so uh, so we are uh, about to start coming to a close, but I, I cannot leave you, gentlemen, without asking you some random ass questions from the rabbit yeah, hole. Sure. I, I do these things where I just ask you the most random questions that are uh, inside my head. Um, they're completely unplanned and uh, just you know they're completely random. But uh, awesome. so so sure. uh, so uh, indulge me for a sec. We might get a little bit weird for a bit. Um, so so the first question uh, is, uh, would you rather uh, be born a baby monkey or would you rather be born a penguin? Wow, <laughs> so deep. Well, I guess baby monkey for me. Yeah, I like penguins, but I guess I'll go for baby monkey. Okay. Yeah. So that was. So why would you rather? So so Tim, you said you wanted to be a, a monkey, a baby monkey. Is that? Yeah. Why would you rather be a, a monkey? Um, I, if I look at penguins, yeah, just uh, they have always that standard uh, uh, cycle in their in their life that they just they they just lay eggs. They just uh, eggs. Do they lay eggs? Yeah, they lay eggs. Little mind is blown. And uh, well, the the the, the husband just take care of the eggs. The, the wife just gets into the water and gets some fish and just repeats and repeats and repeats. Yeah, you, you get eaten by a killer whale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think baby monkey is just uh, you have a bit more of an intelligence form of life. I know it's. I mean, how great is it to throw with your own poo? That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The next. Kind of, uh, we we don't have that as humans anymore. Can't reach <laughs> so that was a so 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 that was more or less a very a softball kind of question. But so the next one is more related to VR, and the, it's yeah. quite simple. You know what is the you know what is the where does this end? You know this V. So we start here at the HMD, right? Like so so where does this lead to in the next ten? 20 30 years like what where where will we end up i got this one and, and i think it could go pretty nasty if you're going to put on these pink goggles and look into the future future and you look at privacy right now with the nsa and all that kinds of stuff going on i imagine it going as far as people lifting you from your bed putting up the hmd which at that time in 30 years have like really good vision you don't Maybe even see the difference between uh, real life and the and the VR experience itself, and they might just add some avatars scans with 3D technology uh, from your friends, and just by that enter in your private life, get the information they need, and then put up the goggles and whoa shit, I was being interrogated without being yeah. able to yeah see it. I think it's gonna go all sorts of ways. Yeah, not just for fear content for consumers, but I think also governments and all kinds of stuff could be done with it, which is really nasty if you're. Yeah, I think some sort of metaverse will be set up. I don't know if it's going to be Oculus creating it or Facebook or creating it, but um, I think that metaverse will just uh, suck you in and just people will die in VR. I think yeah, I think a the lot first of them accidents will, will happen uh, in a couple of years that really will hold back the VR scene just by saying, well, somebody died using a roller coaster from Archivision. Oh, God. And then we get a yeah, bad name and it just holds the VR. But yeah, we will overcome that and just... Yeah, and also man, because of all the, the monstrosities you can do with good, really perfect VR, like I like said, interrogations, I see that coming. Yeah. I mean, they try everything. Yeah. But also, uh, you know, all new kinds of business models. I mean, um, if you're a traveling um, person, and you travel a lot, and you go to this hotel, uh, in fact, you only need a bed. You only need a, a small cubicle. And when you put on your VR goggle, it's going to be an amazing lounge with all your favorite stuff on it and your, your, your yeah, TV screen with, with your personalized uh, broadcast uh, yeah. stuff going on. I can see that. I see all new business models coming up just for VR. And the whole need to, to go places, I, I see that disappearing. I mean, if you need to be at work 
why do you need to be at work physically? I mean, your coworkers won't touch you all of the all of the time, so they don't. They just need they to normally see you. don't. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, man. I mean, if you have some sort of connect technology and uh, you could be just at home and and your yeah, your telepresence. Yeah. I think telepresence will be. It's going to be huge. It's going to be uh, a form of next step. I think telepresence is going to be uh, even for concerts and even for uh, business meetings. Telepresence has always been. Uh, a need for uh, for business, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah, that's going to be. Uh, but it's, it's gonna it's gonna go over time. I mean, yeah, it's we're, we're open yeah. to the idea. Uh, you're open to the idea of this kind of things going uh, stuff going on. But I think it's, it's going to take a generation or two to to be yeah, at yeah, that level yeah. for people I, to to not, not find it weird. Yeah, to not find it weird to buy all yeah. my tickets for a VR concert. I mean, that would mind yeah, sound strange for people right now. Yeah, Why might see it in VR if you could be there? Yeah. Well, the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be the same. The atmosphere. It's going to be great. I think yeah. it's, it's going to be awesome. yeah, huge. Yeah, the I, nice. there's just yeah. there's so many potentials, you know, potentials for abuse and potentials yeah. for doing yeah. amazing things with it like that. You know, just there's this wide spectrum of extremes and it can be extremely amazing and it, or it can yeah. be really ugly. Um, now, with Facebook, I mean, I don't have Facebook. I, I, I don't really like social media. The, the last time I went <laughs> social was with the ICQ. And I, uh -oh. I mean, I really like that one. But yeah. with Facebook, I see them creating a metaverse and just analyzing you to the gutter. Yeah. I mean, you'll be walking into a VR and then just imagine people now think through what they post online sometimes. I mean, there are some really idiots who just post anything and they get in all kinds of trouble. But if you're in VR, you won't be typing. You would be talking to one another. And, and when it, you're talking, Facebook could analyze this data. Yeah. And sometimes you're not thinking through it's too late. Facebook already has your voice recognized and, and parsed through their servers. Yeah, that's one. It's a, it's a dark cloud always hanging yeah, above Facebook. That always you'll be looking around at an effort uh, in your future city, going like this, and oh, that's not interesting. And then look the other way, and it changed all the commercials for all the things you would like. And uh, yeah, I think. They gotta, they gotta get a lot of information out of you. Yeah, they. Yeah. But it's not. Uh, that's the people who think in a negative way about Facebook. You always have that positive feeling. It's negative. It's negative. No, no, it's, uh, they get, get a lot of money. That's good. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that it's gonna happen, but it could be a possibility. Yeah, I think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna make a lot of money. I, 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 I would just it, it just makes sense. I think it to me it makes sense to um, uh, for from a, like a, a a company that makes money off of data mining. I mean yeah. it just it just makes sense. And I, I can't. I've struggled personally with with whether I think this is a bad thing or a good thing, whether this is good for privacy or not. I I, I really struggle with it, and and I wanna. You know, uh, and I'm taking my time to like really come to a conclusion because at the end of the day, like everything is so still so early to tell. I mean, you know, right now, it, how I sort of resolved myself is like, yes, this whole Facebook thing is good for VR right now in the short term. You know, it's legitimizing yeah. us. But the long yeah. term, I have no idea what that's going to look like. And it's, if it was... And, and and if it was Google who created the metaverse or if it was Apple who created their own metaverse... I feel like they would do the same thing. Um, yeah. The yeah, only, the only, <laughs> yeah, the only people I think would not do this would be Nintendo. I think Nintendo needs to create a metaverse. I don't see Nintendo, them. Nintendo would, would become crazy. Yeah, with all these shitty avatars jumping around, and you would be like, "Oh my god, this is great! They fucked it up." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they have the. I mean, to think it, just thinking about it, like Samsung is in the game, Sony's in the game, you know. Uh, Facebook is in the game. I don't. I don't know why Apple is waiting. I, I'm sure Apple eventually will jump in. Microsoft has been uh, buying patents uh, and acquiring companies in, in the stealth that are using VR slash AR. So hush hush, don't tell anyone I said that. And then, but to me, like I, if there was anyone, anyone who needs to jump in the game, I feel like it has to be Nintendo because Nintendo had all these patents in the 90s. They, I mean, they had the Virtual Boy. Um. What, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're at the start of the, the whole era. What are the likelihood that you're gonna see Nintendo come out and say, you know what, we're gonna give it, fuck it, we're gonna give it a shot? What do you guys think? Yeah, well, um, the, yeah, the, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is um, the Oculus Rift is meant for PC. 
So it's a much more flexible platform than any other console. Uh, for us, if we would create some sort of roller coaster or some other uh, business-related uh, experience, it would be not that uh, attractive to just develop for consoles. So as Project, as project Morpheus, it's, it's awesome, but we can develop for PlayStation 4. It's just not our way of doing it. And it, our audience is not located at Nintendo or at Sony or at, it's just, we want to have a broad spectrum of every, uh, every other yeah, person that wants to experience VR and that's not on consoles. So. No, but if you look at Lucky Still, will be experienced at Gear VR. Yeah, then, then I, see, I see Mario totally doing that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, they will pick it up. Awesome. They will pick it up, but, but, but us, it's why not? Now? I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, um, Nintendo is always doing their own thing, which is sometimes a bit crazy, and I, I don't think they will be pushing it further. I mean, I think they, uh, I think they will wait until Oculus announces uh, a consumer version, and maybe until version two is is out. I think Nintendo is just doing their own thing, but they're the same old, same old. But and maybe that's true. But why wouldn't they? I mean, they've got a lot of content which all is really suitable for, yeah. for VR. It's the same as Nintendo would say, yeah, we're not using the internet. It's just that will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good. That that's a good one. Um. Well, gentlemen, Tim, Bart, you have both been scholars and gentlemen of virtual reality. I would like to thank you once again for your time. How can people stay in touch? How can people support what you're up to, and you know, follow what you're doing? Uh, well, we are starting a new concept, so uh, after Connect, you'll see our new uh, campaign. Sweet. Uh, and if you like our coasters and you haven't done this already yet, you can always donate at the, yeah. Yeah, on our PayPal account. That just located. really helps because we're doing quite a, these, a lot of these roller coasters in our spare time. Just This is a hobby of us, and we just uh, want to keep doing that. And yeah, the support you guys already gave is, is awesome. We it's already got some nice donations. and. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, but please keep doing that because, yeah, it makes us do what we want to do. It's what we love and it's what our passion is about. And, yeah, so please support us. <laughs> and uh, are you guys on Twitter by any chance? Are you using Twitter or do you have a... Yeah, but, uh, I think next week we'll start our new Twitter channel, so okay. keep an eye on that. And okay. uh, we're already on Twitter, so you could start following that. And yeah, if but you we'll, get a follower, you'll get a Twitter channel where we'll post it on all these topics, so yeah, so all the software we make. I think the main uh, uh, way we communicate is through Reddit. So okay. uh, everything we post will be on Reddit, and just if you guys vote it up, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll be there. Sweet. So all the links to all this, uh, to That's all correct. the most relevant information will be posted in the show notes. Um, yeah. Once again, Tim and Bart, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Super. Thanks, Thanks you. Nice, nice talking to you, man.